Welcome to the Business of Psychology podcast, the show that helps you to reach more people, help more people, and build the life you want to live by doing more than therapy. One of the top questions that I get asked when I talk to psychologists or therapists about creating their online course is should it be live or should it be pre-recorded? It's one of the details that as psychologists and therapists who often tend to be perfectionists, we tend to get slightly hung up on if I'm honest. And in truth, my opinion is that you really can't answer that question until you know your ideal client really well and you've thought through the learning points that you're going to cover on your course, as the way you deliver the course should be a natural conclusion based on what your ideal client group needs from you and how it makes sense to deliver your key learning points. So in this episode, I'm going to outline some of the key advantages and disadvantages for recording your course via pre-recorded or live video. At the end, we'll also think about whether a blended approach could be the one that works best for your topic. But before we get stuck in, I just want to point out that if you're at the stage where you haven't yet got your online course planned, or you're not sure what your learning points are that you need to cover, please don't worry, we've got a free training coming up in the evening of the 15th of February 2022, where I will teach you my method for outlining an online course and making sure that all of your key learning points get covered. So you can sign up for that now, the link is in the show notes to this episode. All right, let's get stuck in. Advantages of teaching your online course via pre-recorded video. So pre-recorded video is great for courses where people will need to go at different paces. The roadmap to a successful online course, my latest online course, which is part of the Do More Therapy membership, is pre-recorded and that's because I know that the first module will take different lengths of time for different students depending on where you're starting from and how much time you have to dedicate to course creation. So this is a roadmap that takes you right away from your first idea for an online course all the way through to marketing that online course when you've created it. And I don't think that that would work live because some students will already have established social media followings that they can talk to about their ideal clients and others won't even have an idea of who their ideal client is let alone know how to reach them and be able to have conversations with them so pre-record allows people to use your material flexibly so they never feel behind so those people that need to start right from the beginning and spend quite a long time in that beginning phase whatever that is for your topic don't feel shamed by the people who can just rush straight through that because they've kind of already done it and go into your second or third module. It's also really great for flexibility. It gives you a lot of flexibility and it gives your students flexibility too. So your students can fit their learning in and around demanding jobs, caring responsibilities, all that other stuff that they might have going on. And you can also record at times that suit you. I've recorded lessons for the roadmap at really strange times. Uh, Because as you probably know, if you've listened to a few episodes of this, I've got a 10 week old baby Um, I've also got two other young children. We're all living with the craziness that is COVID and people being in the house when they wouldn't expect to be in the house and all of that stuff, which means that, you know, having that flexibility of recording has been really valuable for me. 
but I also know that most of my students are dealing with the exact same struggles. And so recording the roadmap in a way that means that people can watch it at one o'clock in the morning, if they want to, has been absolutely the right thing for this course. It's also easier to follow a script and be concise when you pre-record. And that can make it feel a bit less anxiety provoking than live teaching, especially if you're not too experienced with teaching. However, there are disadvantages that go along with that, which we will be talking about later. And finally, I'd say a big advantage is that it's scalable. You can have unlimited number of students on a pre-recorded course and it doesn't affect the quality of the teaching at all. So what are some of the disadvantages of teaching your online course via pre-recorded video then? Well, the big one for me is that you're not gonna get immediate feedback from your ideal clients. So you won't know if you're hitting the mark in time to make changes while the course is ongoing. What I love about teaching live is that when I'm in the middle of teaching a lesson, if I can see that it's not making sense to people, I can see from their faces or from the fact they've all switched their cameras off suddenly, then I know I've got to do something differently. I can think on my feet, I can use a different example, a different metaphor, I can think of a different exercise to try and get the learning point home, or I can change my lesson plan for the next session to try and hit the learning point from this session in a slightly different way. Uh, or I can reorganize the whole course and I might realize that I've been too ambitious in all my lessons and tried to cram too much in there. You don't get that feedback from pre-recorded lessons, so you can't be that responsive. There's also less accountability for your ideal client. So you tend to find that you get lower completion and engagement rates from your students when you pre-record. You also don't get the adrenaline rush of live teaching to carry you through. So although I am a textbook introvert and I would say that you know I, I do get pretty nervous about live teaching, I actually think I do my best teaching live. And that's because a little bit of adrenaline within your window of tolerance does improve your performance. And when I've watched back videos of myself teaching live versus videos that I've pre-recorded, I'm better in the live teaching. I know that for sure. Um, that might not be true for everybody, but it's certainly true for me and it's something to consider. Pre-recording can also be terrible for perfectionists because you, and your students will expect things to have a higher production value. So you will need to either invest in editing or learn how to do it yourself. If you do it yourself, you're going to be tempted to edit out every little um and er uh and hesitation in your videos. But if you do that, word of warning, you will sound weird. <laughs> I promise you, it sounds terrible if you listen back to somebody who's done that level of editing. It's just not natural. It's very, very hard to listen to. And it will also take you a very long time, so you'll probably give up, and that's rubbish. So I would say, if you're gonna pre-record, it is definitely best to pay an editor, and that is quite a big expense. So that's something to consider when you're pre-recording. Also, if you pre-record, you will need most of the content created before the course starts so that people can truly go at their own pace. There will be some people that the minute they pay for the course, they want to binge all of your content. If you have a big course in mind, you can drip the content out, releasing more every week or every month, but generally you're going to want to have most of it created in advance 
because the editing process does take a while and people might be a bit annoyed if they can't access everything from the beginning. Another disadvantage of pre-record is that you can't troubleshoot with people when they hit a roadblock. So you're going to most likely need to find another way to support people, such as a Facebook group, a forum on your website, or even a live Q&A session, which we'll talk a bit more about later. Otherwise, people might hit quite a small hurdle and just give up, and you really don't want that. Finally, the tech is more complicated with pre-record. At a minimum, all you need is a video hosting platform like Vimeo or YouTube, and you could then set up your email marketing software to send a sequence that guides people through the videos. However, if you want the best engagement and completion rates, it's likely that you're going to want to create a website that shows people their progress and allows them to access any workbooks and slides in a logical way alongside your videos. That can be really complicated, but I definitely recommend outsourcing it to a web developer to make sure that you get it right. Again, like editing, that costs money, but I really do recommend it because what I've found from my experience is if I don't do that, if I try and, and do that myself, then often people find that my brain doesn't work in exactly the same way their brain works and they can't find the slides, they can't find the workbook, they get the sequence wrong for the course, and then my inbox gets stuffed full of people saying, I don't know where this is, I don't know where that is, what am I supposed to be doing here? And my engagement and completion rates go down, um, which really isn't what we want. Uh, whereas when I have invested in a professional doing it, they know where people are most likely to look on the page for the workbook, where people are most likely to look for the slides and the progress bar and all of that stuff, and they just get it right. And I don't think that we have time to develop that expertise, to be honest. So I think it's better to just pay for somebody <laughs> to do it. Um, my lovely web developer, Angela from AB Web Design does it for me and has done it really well. So I definitely say it's worth outsourcing it, but again, obviously that is gonna cost you some money. So let's think about live teaching then. What are the advantages of teaching your online course live? Well, firstly, it allows you to create your content week by week. So you can test an idea without investing a thousand hours on creating and editing before you really know what works. You get real FaceTime with your ideal client group. So you get to know them and you can adjust the content of your course as you go to make sure you're hitting exactly what they need. And that's really what I love about it. And I think that's so valuable, especially if you don't know your ideal client group that well yet, it couldn't be more valuable um, getting that immediate real-time feedback and being flexible and adjusting what you're doing to that feedback. You also find that there'll be higher levels of accountability. The, the people in your group might get to know each other. They might kind of egg each other on, expect to see each other, and all of that accountability leads to better engagement and better completion rates. It's really valuable. If you can create a community feel or a kind of cohort feel um, through your course, that is the best engagement and completion rates you're gonna get. Also, you get the adrenaline rush. This is very valuable to me. I love the rush of live teaching and I love building genuine relationships with my students as well. That can really keep you motivated when it gets tough and it does get tough because whatever online course you're creating, it's a lot of writing, it's a lot of slides um, to create, it's, it's a lot of thinking and research and doing. And while I love all of that stuff, 
having that motivation of, of the real people that you're helping um, in your mind, that you can't beat it. There's also the advantage that you can troubleshoot with people as they're learning. So if they have a misunderstanding about something or a practical snag, you can help them through that and it doesn't need to derail them for long, which I love. It's also much easier to get people to do exercises. We all know when we download a course where we don't have direct interaction with the teacher, we don't do every exercise, do we? A lot of the lessons we might listen to while we're cooking or doing something else, which is great for flexibility, but it does mean you're less likely to get that really high quality learning because you're not likely to be able to get people to do stuff like role plays, quizzes, hot seats, etc. when you're on pre-record. A great advantage though is your technology is very, very easy for teaching a course live. All you really need is something like Zoom and somewhere to host your replays like Vimeo, YouTube or a Facebook group. And then you are pretty much good to go. You don't need to invest in a fancy mic or a fancy camera. Um, anything that is good enough for a video conference call is probably good enough for live teaching. Now let's think about some of the disadvantages of teaching your online course live. Because I'm aware, I always seem a little bit biased towards the live teaching because I enjoy it the most. But there are disadvantages and it's not right for every course. And a big disadvantage is that you are committed to a date and a time each week so you have a lot less flexibility. And in the current climates or in a lot of our lives, that can be tricky. Your students also have to be available at set times and if they can't be, that might put them off even if you make it really clear that you do have replays or recordings available. A lot of students might feel like they're not gonna get the best out of the experience if they can't come live and that might mean that they choose not to take part in your course at all. People also really have to learn at the same pace or they're gonna to start to feel behind or shamed by people being further ahead than them. So it doesn't work for all topics and I've already mentioned one topic like the roadmap for a successful online course that that wouldn't work for. Um, you really need to think through whether your topic might have a similar um, problem where some students are starting from a slightly different standpoint to others. Sort of linked to that, other students learning can be derailed by questions or difficult students. So we've probably all been in those live classes, whether it's a lecture that you've been to, CPD, um, or even if you go back to your professional training, we've probably all had our learning derailed sometimes by people who are maybe at a, a different place in their journey to us, or who actually are just quite difficult people. And you never know who you're gonna get on a, on a live call. And there might be somebody who uh, maybe isn't too boundaried or has lots and lots of questions or uh, really struggles and that can take everybody's learning off course and there's always a danger of that in live sessions. Your students also, depending on your topic, may not feel comfortable learning about your particular subject alongside others. It might be a topic that lends itself to anonymity and they might not feel comfortable with engaging with other people in a group setting. So that's something you need to consider as well. Another kind of topic dependent point is that it might be hard for some uh, client groups and some topics to hold the boundary between an educational course and a therapy session when you're live. You can work with this by setting up clear boundaries from the beginning 
um, and having some pre-decided responses to use when things do stray into clinical territory. But it is important to be aware of. And actually, um, in the roadmap to a successful online course, we've included a special module with our legal advisor, our specialist lawyer, Claire Veal, who works with us in Psychology Business School, where we talk about how terms and conditions might need to be different and where we really think through uh, how we would manage some of those issues and make sure that we're covered um, for those kind of problems that can come up. And finally, you may need to limit the number of students that you accept if you're teaching live, because depending on your subject and your teaching style, I think it's likely that if the group gets too big, that starts to diminish the quality of your teaching because it's harder to respond to questions. It's harder to kind of deal with all of those kind of hang-ups and um, roadblocks that people might face during a live session if you've got hundreds and hundreds of people in the room. So depending on your topic, you're probably going to have to put your own cap on numbers. And that's obviously a disadvantage when it comes to scalability. So now we've thought about the advantages and disadvantages for both pre-recorded training and delivering your course live, could a blend of live or pre-recorded teaching be the answer? Well, to be honest, it is the answer for a lot of clinicians that I've spoken to both on this podcast and in my community. Um, loads of clinicians have used a blended strategy for their online courses. And that often involves classes being pre-recorded and then the clinician holding one live call a week or a month where they can troubleshoot with their students or offer further support. I've done this myself. I've done it for my hypnobirthing online courses. I've done it for my um, perinatal online course and I'm doing it for the roadmap to a successful online course as well. And I know lots of other mental health professionals take that approach. So you could also... Uh, think about running your course live a few times and then using the materials to create a pre-recorded course. And that's probably my favourite way of working and what I would recommend to most people because it means that you get those benefits of teaching live. So you can respond to feedback and you really get to know your ideal client. So you're more likely to create a course that people really want rather than spending hours and hours on one that misses the mark. But then further down the track, you can also get the advantages of having a pre-recorded course. Um, so if you were asking me for a generic answer, that would usually be my preferred way of doing things. I usually myself prefer to teach live a few times before I create a pre-recorded version to give more flexibility. Uh, but as I said, you really need to work through this list of advantages and disadvantages and think about your ideal client and the topic that you're teaching and see kind of what fits best for them. So those are the main things that I would consider when you're deciding to run your course live or as a pre-recorded course. And as ever, I would love to know what you're thinking of doing with your course. So please do come and chat to me. You can find me on Instagram at Rosie Gilderthorpe or in our free Facebook group, the Do More Than Therapy community. You can also now sign up for our free training on February the 15th to learn how to take your idea for an online course out of your head and into reality. So I'm going to put the links, um, link for that in the show notes so that you can sign up. Um, it's totally free and I'd really love to see you there. 
Do you dream of creating an online course? Are you desperate to reach more people, but skeptical that you can actually make it work? The truth is a lot of online courses made by psychologists and therapists do fail, but that isn't because the content is bad. It's because the marketing strategy sucks. And the truth is your marketing isn't a separate thing. Talking to the community that you want to serve should be part of the development of the course. Getting to know them, giving them free resources and building relationships while you build your course in the background is the key to success that most psychologists and therapists miss. Well, not you, <laughs> because you can download my free course creation guide and get yourself on the right track to creating a course that people actually want and need. The guide talks you through the first essential steps that you must take when planning your course so you can avoid the expensive mistakes that I see so many well-intentioned people making. Get yours at psychologybusinessschool.com now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Business of Psychology podcast. If you share my passion for doing more than therapy, then make sure you come over and join my free Do More Than Therapy Facebook community, where you can work on getting your big ideas off the ground with like-minded psychologists and therapists. I'd also love it if you could leave this show a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It will help more of the people who need it to find it. See you next week for more tips and inspirational stories to help you do more than therapy.